Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the perspicacious Will Curran. <laughs> And that man over there is the confident Brand Kruger coming in with a crazy adjective. You said you thought of that word it earlier? It literally popped into my, word, my, my mind earlier today. What uh, does that word even mean? Perspicacious? It's nice. It's having a ready insight and understanding into things. Oh, wow. That's a really incredible word. That's a really... Yep. Like, how does that replace knowledgeable? Synonyms are, would be uh, astute, sharp-witted, uh, acute, intelligent, clever, discriminating, mm. observant. Interesting. Per perspicacious. Pers perspicacious. I think I'm pronouncing mm. that right. Looks like, looks like it based on the thing. Wow. Perspicacious. I, I learned a new word today. <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind that you thought of that word too. I, you know, so, I, word of the day calendars for like years, right? <laughs> Grammarly is always like, you used more words than 87,000% of the rest of the people. <laughs> I love I it. even know that was a thing. Um, all right, what, what are we talking about today, Bram? What we got going on? <laughs> I wanted I wanted to talk a bit about you know obviously, um, you know all, all of these these shows for the short term are going to be about online events uh, because that's where our world is. You know we talked a bit about it last time, and I'm sure we'll talk about it next time and the time after that for for the okay. short term. And so, but but one of the topics that I haven't heard discussed a whole lot, um, uh, I want to actually kind of start a bit with a story and so but the the what I want to talk about today is how much we're putting on our remote presenters and our, our remote uh, you know our remote, even our attendees too, our remote attendees mm -hmm. that we're putting so much that used to be our responsibility as production folk or or as the planners you know these things that used to be within our control and our responsibility no longer are um, so you know you and I both we've been doing a lot of webinars you know we're doing this show uh, you know I've, I've got my classes you know I, I'm online all the time all the time as, as you know we used to say this is not my first rodeo it's like this is not my first zoom call Right. You know, it's where, it's where, it's where we're at right now. And and, you know, I, you know, so all this week I've been doing, you know, webinars and practice sessions for upcoming events and, uh, you know, helping people uh, get their stuff ready and recording and doing webinars and, you know, doing panel sessions. I was on a panel session earlier this week, but either Wednesday or Thursday of this week, I'm forgetting because it's one of those Groundhog Day weeks. Um, <laughs> You and Thursday. I were actually on a on a test call uh, mm -hmm. for 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 an upcoming event, and it's I'm not going to out the event because it's not I don't think it's relevant I don't think it's their fault, but it raised this idea in my mind. So I could not get my system to connect. I mean, I, we had the video for a little mm -hmm. while, and then there was no audio, and then I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me, and then they could hear me, but I couldn't hear them, and then you know, I, and every time it's it's like the same four questions. And I, again, I do not blame the organizers. I don't blame the tech yeah, person totally. that was on the call. You know, he's doing. He's like, so you know, are you in Chrome? And it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm in, I'm in Chrome. You know, it's, it's, so it's not like Safari. No, it's not Safari. You know. We're doing all the things, you know, check your microphone settings. He's literally down to like, you know, check to make sure you didn't accidentally not take the lens cover off the camera. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the level we were at because it was just black. No video. It was very weird. It was very I didn't strange. even know what to do to fix it either. Like, right. and I was sitting here like, and mine was all working okay, but it was, it was, it was a very weird situation. Exactly. So we've got three technical people on, on, the, on the call 
unable to make this thing go. You know, restart, reboot, refresh, you know, double check the settings in Chrome. You know, I tried both the Edge version of Chrome and, you know, Google's version of Chrome. Um, <laughs> you know, and by the way, the settings are all different in there. You sent me some screenshots and I'm like, that actually doesn't look anything like what it probably, cause like I was I, able yeah, to Windows figure out of, where it yeah. was, you know, like yeah. in the settings. Um, and, you know, I've probably got four grand worth of gear over there on the computer that I was, <laughs> that I was, you know, that I was trying to dial in on, um, mainly because, you know, it's, it's like the, the, the top of the line Mac mini, um, you know, a nice DSLR camera, nice audio, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And you do this like all again, like, yeah, not yeah, your first zoom call. It, yeah. You've done it's this. Not, not it works totally fine. Call. Could not make it work at all. Had to move over to, to my backup computer, which is fine. It's a nice camera, nice audio. It's the audio that I'm using, you know, now here, uh, which is more my podcasting rig as opposed to my I'm presenting, uh, you know, <laughs> rig. Um, and, you know, so that's what we use, you know. So, so there's, there's a couple things that I want to talk about out of that experience. Again, it's not the organizer's fault, but there's only so much they can do, right? It's clearly something on my end, but nobody knows what or nobody knows how or, you know, nobody knows how to fix it. Is So we've pushed, so two things there. One, we've pushed a lot of responsibility onto our presenters. Um, two, uh, we've pushed a lot of support uh, toward the level of IT support, right? And if anybody who's oh, ever yeah. had to deal with IT knows that 90% of the time, for whatever it is reason, it's got to be somehow your fault. You know, it's, 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 it's never the software's fault. It's never the website's fault. It's somehow your fault. And unfortunately, we've taken our support levels for platforms into that same realm of just like, well, mm -hmm. you know, they've got a list of about five questions they can ask you. And if it doesn't fall on that list, you're done. They, you know, there's nothing, they, they don't know what else to do. We yeah, didn't know what stuff. else to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so I want to try and try and just, you know, peg through that a little bit and say, you know, you know, what are the things that we can do uh, to try and reduce those circumstances uh, as much as possible um, when we're dealing with our presenters and our attendees uh, worlds? Um, and then, you know, how do we, I guess, let go uh, of the things that we can't can't deal with to a certain extent. <laughs> What do, what do you, am I am I totally off base here or am I am I am I barking no. up some kind of correct tree? No, totally. I actually I think this is going to be one of my trends for the year because I'm starting to like formulate the you know the the standard 2021 trends of the year of and you know, this, you know got to do it to, if it's Q4 that's what Will's working on and but no one of the things I think is like when it comes to speaker support I think there's got to be some change that happens in this next year because you know. I think that it, it has to have a couple ways. Way like the the three options we were kind of talking about is like that either the the speakers have to level up, but you can't sometimes do that. Like if you're dealing with like people who are like doctors and lawyers, their not job is not to be IT or you know broadcast level people. Or the next option is that present like clients need to pay more money for support, which might be the potential option that we're going to start to see. Or the third option is just let the chaos continue to happen. But, you know, I've definitely noticed that, like, it's so hard because we talk about these things we've talked about for years is do rehearsals, um, test everything ahead of time. But, like, you still get these crazy scenarios where something, yeah, just Murphy's Law entails and or, you know, something like that. And it's just absolutely crazy. But I think you, it's totally not off base because, you know, even the best speakers, like you said, like have these issues. So what is it going to look like 
now moving forward because there needs to be yeah more support whatever that's going to look like i think that it's probably going to come from the, the planners end that you know yeah there does need to be like either more money spent um uh, more time to do these long-winded rehearsals um uh, more money so you can have test rooms before things go over all that sort of stuff and then i think you actually bring up a good point too separate separately is that also the amount of the tech support that's leading away from production level tech support to just general it is mind-blowing to me like how much my guys are now becoming pros at diagnosing windows issues mac issues microsoft powerpoint issues keynote like things that we never had to deal with because we were hey you're handed the powerpoint person walked in they hand got handed a microphone you mic'd them up boom they're good to go to like we really got to get in there like we need access to your computer please to like learning how to disable firewalls and co like consulting with the it team to disable firewalls and ports across it's just mind-blowing i think across the board how much more this is like more for sure so it sounds like the first thing that we need to do is as production folk we need to level up our game and 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 learn more about the ins and outs of, of internet browsers and, and mm -hmm. troubleshooting. And, um, again, I'm not going to out someone, but I was, I was, I was doing a record and the, the, the studio, uh, space, we're going to, they were going to provide the, uh, the, uh, the, the machines that we were going to use for the zoom call. And, um, the, the person walked in and she goes, well, okay, I've got the two machines here. Now this first one, just so you know, uh, yesterday it started saying bad hard drive, but you know, uh, I, I cleaned it up. I deleted some things. Um, and so now it stopped doing it. Oh Jesus. And so, yeah, I'm already in like, nope, we're not using that machine. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like call that one. So yep. Yep. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll set that one aside as a, as a backup, um, in case. <laughs> and then, uh, the, then, okay. So what's, what's the other one? Oh, it's a, okay. It looks like a, it's a nice Mac Pro, you know. Okay, it looks nice. Okay, we're we're booting it up and we're trying to do something in Zoom, and uh, I'm like, oh, it's you know, there should be a setting for for this. No, I don't see that. Okay, well, there's a, there should be a setting for this. Well, what version of Zoom are you on? And she was only like one version behind. Um, but then I was like, wait, what what version of the operating system are you on? She was like four years behind on operating oh, wow. system updates. So I mean, it's. It, you have to keep your machines updated. You have to, keep, you know, maybe don't get the latest update, you know, especially if you're about to walk into a show, but you know, <laughs> yeah, right, right, four, right, 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 right. I think but we've talked about that years, on this show before. Four years behind. And yeah. I said, oh, you know, yeah, you really need to, you know, there's a lot of security updates and things like that. You really need to keep those up. She's like, yeah, but you know, they just change everything. So I, you know, I don't bother updating because it just changes everything and then I can't find anything and I can't do it. I'm just like, okay, so that one's also going to go in the backup pile. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's it reminds me a little. This reminds me a little bit of like the conversation we used to have as AV companies, which is like why we don't want to use your microphones, why we don't want to use your projectors and things like that. It's like, yeah, you're gonna save a little bit of money. Everyone's just doing it their own way. But you know, at some point too, like uh, the question is like, when is the production gonna level up to the point where people are like, look, let's just ship everybody laptops and let's pay that huge cost when it comes to it. But ironically, I think actually maybe the problem isn't necessarily cost right now. It's more so the availability, the timing too. So maybe it's like we don't have a monetary cost issue. We have a time and logistics related issue more than anything too. Yeah, especially with slowdowns in, in the mail and, mm -hmm. and with shipping in general. But, you know, also remember, you know, rental companies have been hit just as hard <laughs> in all of yeah, this true. as everyone. And so, you know, the, all of those suppliers you know, that supplied, uh, you know, rental laptops and rental AV equipment, you know, they're struggling too. So, 
you might be able to get a good deal, you know. So you, yeah, for sure. Don't don't rule out the possibility of sending all of your you know remote locations uh, a clean you know up to date laptop brand new that they can use. Yeah, basically brand new that you know then is also going to get wiped afterwards. So you're not having to worry about oh yeah uh, you know you know powerpoints and you know I think we're probably going to have to revisit digital security in one of these episodes. Oh totally, hundred um, percent. But, but, you know, just to, to try and kind of stay roughly on topic on this thing, you know, is, is that's another example of, of leveling up our game is making sure that the machines that, you know, people are trying to record on and present from are, you know, clean, up-to-date, modern machines because that's what we would do on site. Yeah. Do you think that planners also need to, like, like I hate to say things like they need to like level up because I mean planners are already doing so much to level up themselves right. but do you think that's a new skill that they need to under like learn to do too is like yeah like before they relied so much on the tech team to do stuff but now because the tech is first that they need to understand like basic things like do you have you updated your operating system you updated your Chrome you updated your Zoom like all those things like that I guess I'd say it wouldn't hurt but I agree completely that they've got so much else on their plates right now that that's where it you know, as your, uh, I can't remember if we talked about this in, in a previous episode or not, but right now there's kind of two ways that people are getting to their platforms. One is they're partnering with a production company like you guys, mm -hmm. and then you guys are handling it. Mm -hmm. And then the other way that they're doing it is that they're doing it themselves. And so if you contract the platform yourself, um, and you perform that search yourself, then to a certain extent, you're starting to take on some of that responsibility. Um, if you're going through a production company, um, or, you know, a trusted AV partner or some other, you know, trusted vendor that you were already kind of working with, you can start to offload uh, some of that mm -hmm. to, to, to them. Uh, and so it kind of depends on how you've gone about this is, is if you, uh, you know, have the, had the mindset of like, well, I guess we're just going to take it online and we're going to do it all ourselves, you know, then, then you're kind of <laughs> going to do it all yourselves. But, you know, what I want to point out, though, is that Part of your platform search should therefore then be about about uh, support. Uh, yes, support yeah, support yeah. is going to be huge. Definitely. As we, you know, a lot of a lot of what we've been doing so far is just getting by, um, and I think that's when it's going to start to make the difference of you know the successful platforms versus the two hundred other ones. Um, mm -hmm. I think is going to be how much they can go to the planners and say, you know what, we got you, we got you. We're here for you. We're going to back you up. I think that's where the small players are going to start to shine as opposed to some of the larger incumbents. Um, you know, we're already seeing that to a certain extent. So the more that the small players can be that kind of white glove, we got you. You know, we'll help it. We're going to work with your presenters. We'll bundle it into the cost so that you don't even have to think about it or worry about it. You know, we'll do the one-on-ones. We'll do the speaker management calls. Um, or you guys as production companies, you know, do the same thing, you know, we'll handle yeah. it, we'll do the speaker management calls. The more I think we can take that off the plate of the planners, I think the better. I definitely agree. I think um, people also don't recognize like how much work goes into it too. Because before it was like you had like maybe one person who's in charge of speaker management and that was it. But now it's, it's a team effort. Like you need a help desk software that has tickets and, you know, the ability to mark things that's answered and, you know, email templates that you can recurrently message. And like I think that like we learned very, very early on that like you couldn't just say, oh, the account executive is your support. Like that doesn't seem more. I think like that right now in, you know, this late 2020, people are 
very much just like, yeah, we'll get by, like you said, like, oh, hey, we'll band-aid this. You take care of this. I'll take care of this. But like you said, I think it's going to move towards that white glove of you can't have an account because that could be your one point of contact for support for speakers. You need to have like a help desk software. Okay. You need to make sure that, yeah, like, and then we go into like attendee support. Obviously, it's a whole nother thing, but the idea of like a chat and, oh, hey, there's a number that speakers can call. But I think, like you said, that's where the, like, the, the differentiation is going to come by right now because like, you know, right now you can technically, you know, produce a good, you know, live stream virtual event and with a really small team. But then when you start adding thousands, thousands of attendees, like the ability to answer all of those questions in a timely manner and professional manner is going to definitely, definitely change for sure. Um, yeah, that's really, well, and point. we've drifted into attendee support there. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's the whole other half of it. I mean, I kind of brought this up in the context of presenter support, but you know, how, what does that support look like day in, day of, you know, and in the weeks leading up to it, mm-hmm. um, it can be a big difference. You know, is, is your platform the type of platform that's going to have just a generic help page? Um, or is there going to be able to have a help page that's specific to your event? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, is if you, if someone's having trouble, are they contacting platform support or are they platforming your event support? Or, yeah. Or the know? event support or right. the, 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 the management company or yeah, all those things like that. I always like it to be a conversation too. I think that like in the meantime, until like there's a standard that people kind of are living in, I want, I, I think what more needs to happen is in that R, the RFP, that quoting process, there needs to be a conversation in depth about what's the level of support that you're looking at. What does it look like week of, like you said, what's it look like day of, what does it look like afterwards? Because a lot of people are also treading into this, hey, we'll leave our platform open so they can keep watching content for a month afterwards. But then no one ever talks about like, what's the level of support that happens then at that time? Is it the same level in which the event's continually going? Is it that then it shifts over to the planner? I think that never really gets brought up, but I think that's where the conversation needs to happen as part of that RFP. Not just like, do you have support available? It's like, what exactly does that support look like? And, you know, is there something specific that you expect to? Because that's the thing too, is like what you consider good support might be different for someone else. Like, you know, for a very high end event, they might expect more concierge level. I know your name. I know who you are. I call you by what you are, you know, whatever it may be. But there might be another event where you're like, no, we just, we need to churn and burn and get through as many of these attendees as possible. So I, I definitely think that more conversations around that can definitely help a bunch. And then, you know, to, to, you know, to go back to this idea of, you know, who needs to level up and how, you know, the other side of that, and again, it kind of depends on if the planners have taken it all on themselves uh, versus, you know, going with a, a trusted partner of some kind, uh, is, is the literally production levels, right? You know, the, the cameras, the, 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 the lights, you know, we kind of started a little bit with that. Um, and I think, again, it just, it kind of depends on how much of that responsibility you're comfortable with and want to take on versus you know just paying again paying somebody to just take care of it for you definitely yeah i think um yeah i think that we'll, we'll definitely see that start to solidify i think more over these coming months too um and and that's what i've noticed a lot too is like in this transition that's happened a lot of people are like trying to figure out where do their costs now go like it was really easy when i was i always knew exactly how much spent on catering exactly how much on production but now it's like okay well now the whole budget is kind of like rearranged and i think that I mean, we've talked about this as like a general trend in general is that like now events are going to, it's no longer the experimentation, like get your hands dirty time out. It's like the, how are you going to take, how are events going to grow and be better and better and better? And I think that along with that too, people have to expect the budgets to increase too. Amen. Amen. Uh, It's, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things that, uh, you know, and, and 
listeners, please forgive me because I, again, I'm on a lot of calls these days. So I, I don't, I don't always remember what I've said. You know, to, it's to, all blurs to, day to each audience, but you know, chances are, if I'm saying it, it, probably bears repeating. So we'll we'll go with that. So if anything, it'll start making a nice drinking game uh, for for things that Brant repeats himself about. Um, but you know, that's why so often, like point one, I try and make make the point. You know, online meetings aren't free. Um, they, you know, take the budget that was meant for your venue and make that your platform budget. And then, th and then you still have all of the rest of your budgets, right? You've got your AV budgets, um, you know, and then you can start to think about, you know, not just cutting things, but what can I use that money for instead, um, rather than trying to, now, it, I know that gets complicated when you've got a paid event and you're feeling pressure to reduce the prices uh, because it's online and things like that, but, um, you know, if you kind of start with that mentality of don't start with cutting, uh, instead start with just rearranging your budget, um, your chances are you're probably still going to come out ahead because you're not going to have flights and you're not going to have hotels and you're not going to have, uh, you know, hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff, catering. Um, so you're probably still going to come out ahead, but at least you're not starting in a deficit. You're not starting in a hole where you've cut all of mm -hmm. your budgets and now you've got to claw it back in order to pay the you know $325,000 that your platform of choice is asking for. Uh, um, which hopefully not that much, but yeah. So, some of them are. Some, <laughs> some of them are, of them that's, are. Right. that's right. Um, yes, hopefully not that much. But, you know, it's... So if you do that, then you've got money. And I, I keep saying, you know, again, it probably bears repeating that, you know, for the cost of a good camera, a couple of lights and a good microphone kit, we drop that on centerpieces, you know, <laughs> more, more often than not. And so, you know, for the cost of a good centerpiece, you can send a speaker kit uh, to, you know, to each and every one of your presenters. But, you know, now we're talking, okay, who's going to talk them through setting it up? Who's going to, you know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, we try and make these things as plug and play as possible. But as evidenced by my situation, even when you know what you're doing, you know, there can still be things that go horribly wrong. So we're kind of back around to offloading stuff onto, <laughs> onto our presenters. And I don't know that there's a way around it. So all we can do, like, you know, like I kind of started with is find ways to mitigate that. But I mean, Will, can you imagine walking into, uh, you know, you're, you're a presenter. You and I have both presented at a lot of conferences mm -hmm. and things like, okay, great. Well, I'm here for my breakout session. Okay, well, the, the screen is over there in a case. You know, the, the, the microphones are in that, you know, that quarter pack over there. Uh, there's a couple of speakers over there in the corner. So go ahead and set yourself up. And, uh, you know, when you're ready, we'll start. I mean, people's heads would explode. Yeah, totally. People would be you pissed. Know, you know, it'd be like, wait, well, isn't somebody supposed to do this for me? It's like, yeah, I'm not yeah. an AV person. I shouldn't have to walk in and, and do this myself. So I think we need to keep that in mind. Uh, and like maybe in the future, I mean, I don't know if there's a, like a way just maybe like an AV tech shows up at your house with a hazmat suit on in the future or something like that. But I think that, yeah, you bring up such a good point that like speakers are used to such white glove. Even if you're just there for a breakout session, you at least expect the microphone to be there. Like we're, we're happy when a tech comes up and it's like, oh, I just want to make sure you guys all sound good and everything. Like that. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're fine. Everything's OK. But like a lot of times, like, yeah, like there's a lot more white glove comparatively. I, 
I think it's one of those things too that you can also design your content um, schedule and things like that to also help with this in, uh, in a lot of ways. So um, the way I kind of think about this is that, for example, if you're doing a lot of panel discussions, which seem to still be happening a lot online, which is totally okay, you know, pe multiple people bring in multiple presentations, that sort of thing, but maybe making sure one of those people on the panel is super tech savvy so they can help the other people. So it, it less burdens everybody being like freaking out and everything like that. But I've noticed a lot when I, you know, I'm overarching looking at an event and just watching my team kind to manage things is the sessions that end up having trouble or is like when there's no one there to kind of support the moderator has no idea what to go on and things like that but there might be ways to also kind of create a firewall before you need tech support on there uh, I found good moderators help with that because they they know all the speakers and they can talk them through it and they can calm them down they also know their personalities because that's also one thing I've noticed too is personality gets driven into this so much is that like you sometimes going up person's like I can't get all this is ridiculous and you're like oh my gosh like that like the text being a jerk and it turns out like you know and then you hear the client say oh no that person is a prima donna and you're like oh okay cool okay so everything's fine like yeah to be honest like we were thinking about not putting him on the panel anyways and you're like okay well now i don't feel like like uh, like we're completely ruining our client or whatever it may be but i think that a lot of times like yeah having those good like moderators and having that good client contact helps so much on it um to kind of be that firewall to to slow things down and then i think the other thing is if you can if you're worried about a presenter not being tech savvy like i think to go back to the strategy conversation like look at maybe just cutting out their talk altogether and be like hey maybe why don't you pre-record it let's just get you out of this whole live situation to make it less complicated but like let's have you pre-record boom done now we don't have to worry about it but then maybe the next thing too is like maybe you need to simplify the amount of content that you have on there and i know it's totally different for all these different ones especially like academic stuff you everyone has to be able to present to get their cmes and all those things like that um um, but I would definitely, you know, definitely recommend, uh, yeah, if you can cut it, then definitely cut it. And then, then I think again, like, I think this moves away from the, like, all of our more, I don't want to say amateur, but like the more not professional speaker speakers, um, those people, I think we need to start also then going back to work, leaning on our professionals too. Like if you have this inspirational speaker who's got this great story, Maybe like compare the two and figure out which one is going to be able to do the production and, and all these things. Because I find that too, that the speakers who understand the tech and can manage it really well also sometimes are better speakers too. Like uh, I'll use like uh, Brian Fanzo as a, a good example. Is he like he understands really how to engage people, look at the chat and everything. Like that. He understands the tech. So A, he's an easy speaker to just get set up. But then he also engages the audience using all the tools. You don't have to like teach him, hey, so have two windows open mute the player it's gonna be 20 seconds delay just an fyi you know oh please use the chat oh hey can you promote this on social media like he's got it and he's good to go but again like I, I think we're mainly talking about the speakers where you don't get to work with a professional speaker though um so we have to watch out for that well and and kind of you know on the down low pro tip is that you know we've we've spoken before about how even though this is a difficult time you know there's 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 opportunities and to, you know, between you and me, you know, it's just us. No one else is listening. No one listens to this show, no, right? No, it's all, it's all, it's all just us. Um, hey, out there, now's an opportunity to get rid of some of those presenters, <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, that have always just been kind of lingering around, and you know, or they're, you know, they're a sponsor, so you kind of have to give them a breakout session, or yeah. you know, something along those lines. You know, now's the time to because you know to sit back and rethink things and rethink who you're putting in that position 
you know who like you said you know mm -hmm. you know who who are the people that we're putting in this position now and are they you know even remotely tech savvy you know is is one thing but then are they even remotely interesting is you know is, is quite another and so you know there's you know anytime there's difficulty anytime there's strife there's opportunity and so you know a lot of us are, are have the opportunity to rethink our events completely from the ground up and mm -hmm. as part of it you know you can decide is this something that needs to be live? Is this something that can be pre-recorded? Is this something that, you know, we trust that person to do a good job of looking into the camera and talking into the microphone? Or, you know, do they clearly need to have their script? You can't see me on the audio, but I'm- <laughs> He's not staring, making any contact I'm with the camera I'm off to the side of my camera and reading my script off of what I'm, I mean, that's brutal in person and it's even more brutal online. Definitely, definitely. Brent, any final thoughts you think on, um, you know, what our expectation level is for speakers? You know, I think some of it is just empathy, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know that, that, that uh, you know, the empathy of, of our attendees is huge as, as part of your design process, um, you know, so that you're really thinking through the attendee experience from beginning to end. And that includes what are we going to do if there are technical issues? And then... Mm -hmm. You know, the same thing on the side of your presenters, just having empathy of being like, this is not their job. <laughs> this is not what they do. You know, they're, they're much used to, they're used to having someone put a microphone on them and then they go on stage and they talk and then they come off and they're done. And, you know, so having to deal with setting up their own gear and troubleshooting mm -hmm. Chrome settings and stuff like that, just, just having empathy um, uh, with, with them and, and their experience. And so doing whatever you can to try and mitigate that, I think is, is all we can do. And then at some point, you know, I, I touched on this in the opening, so I'll touch on it on the end is at some point there's, there's stuff we're just got to let go. You know, if you've legit done everything you can do, you know, to, to give that person the best foot forward, uh, there's still going to be times when it just doesn't work. You know, and mm -hmm. and you you may have to, you know, I'm just sorry, you know, they, they don't have another full setup like I do, you know, yeah, it's, it's they, you know, that's what they've got. And so if we can't make it work, you have to be open to the possibilities that, you, you know, you might have to let them go as a presenter um, if you can't get it to work during the practice sessions. And, uh, you know, the other possibilities on the, the flip side of it is there's probably always going to be attendees that have issues that you can't help with either. So. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a little letting go that's going to have to happen. We can't keep it all under our, our control. That's such a good point. I think, uh, I mean, to highlight definitely, I think empathy can go all the way around across everybody in general, like some empathy to understand that, like sometimes the tech's doing everything they can to fix it and they just can't get it to work. So you have to be willing to let go. But yeah, just being willing to be what we, like I think a big characteristic of all the great planners and all the great event professionals is flexibility, right? Like when things go wrong, how are you going to be flexible to fix this entire thing and not be 100% rigid? And we get it. Like stress is really high. And I think a lot of times right now too, like with the ongoing pandemic, people are just so – there's a lot of stress just being brought into every single conversation. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if, if empathy went the entire way and the flexibility, I think that we would have much better events and we'd also have be a lot less stressed out attacking it on that stress out too. You know, it's a great point. And, and, you know, again, as we kind of close, uh, I want to emphasize something that you touched on, Will, is that we're all we're all stressed. Um, you know, we're now eight plus months into this thing um, and that wears on people and it wears on it wears on the people in our industry. It wears on people that are not in our industry. It wears on everybody. And now mm -hmm. we're starting to head into the winter. 
uh, when things get dark and you get stuck inside anyway, and it's even it's going to be even worse. So so I just want to you know I don't want to bring anything down, but just you know if anybody's out there, if you're having issue, if you're struggling, if you're having trouble, if you're um, having any you know dark thoughts, I mean all of it, you know mental health is no joke. It's 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 serious. So please 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 uh, get help uh, if you need it. Uh, you know we all are struggling at this point, um, and it you know it goes to uh, it goes to the empathy thing as well. That just understand that you don't know where their life is at right now. You know, the kids are probably at home, you know, distance learning and, uh, you know, they've been stuck in the house for a month too. So, you know, it's, I think empathy on all sides, but then just to really emphasize that, you know, as, as this thing goes longer, and I know we've got a lot of industry friends that are out of work, uh, and struggling to get by, uh, if you need help, please, please, please get it. Um, don't, uh, don't wait. Cause you never know when it might be too late. Absolutely. So we'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys have any tips for speaker preparations or um, ways that we can improve the speaker experience, feel free to shoot us an email, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love getting your emails. And, uh, yeah, Brent, should we um, take this one home? Let's take it home. Let's take it home. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week on the Event Tech Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.